Next week's guest star is going to be Jesse the Mind Ventura. I'm just asking questions. Let me just tell you something. <laughs> For me, the ugly was that there was no there was no black site. You know when I could. <laughs> it was a false flag operation. That's my ugly. <laughs> Warning, the following podcast is intended for immature dads only. Listener discretion is advised. This is Dad's Game Review, the most casual hardcore gamers around. Reviews and news from every platform. We waste our time so you don't have to. What's up, kids? Welcome to another level of Dad's Game Review. My name is Paul Spilacci, and I'm joined by my host, live, on tape, John Everson. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, um, <laughs> Your breath smells great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what's going on, John? Well, uh, um, it's, it's summer. We're hot in the throes of summer. Yes. And I'm at the phase where my kids don't want to go to the summer camp. Oh wow! It sucks. Really? uh, Yes, I I have been hearing nonstop uh, feedback about how great that summer camp is. Is it vacation vacation Bible school? No, it's not vacation Bible school. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, I I had a really good vacation Bible school experience as a kid, where it was like it was like every day you're going to go to another part of the historical ancient Israel, (laughs) and it was like today you're going to. Bethlehem, right, and uh, <laughs> and you're gonna learn how to make lentils, you're right, <laughs> and uh, and and so like I was like I, I was like 12, and I was like, what an amazing conceit for a VBS. This is great. I'm right. hooked. It's very well done. <laughs> um, I think if if it was like that, my kids wouldn't complain. But it's just like they they do arts and crafts. It's just right. like they don't. They're not getting stimulated. And there's like a lot of older kids. Yeah. Who um who are cursing. Uh, and so like my daughter will be like, I heard them say apple. I heard them say banana. <laughs> I heard them say <laughs> coconut. I heard right. them say spaceship. I heard them say fire truck. <laughs> oh my god, that's too cute. Um. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm sure today's uh, vacation Bible school will be like. And today, we're gonna learn how to hate the Arabs. That would be bad. Like if it's just like conspiracy theory, and it's like. But as you can see now, wh- what do we notice about the jet fuel? It can't melt the beams, can it? <laughs> it kind of looks like it was a controlled dem- demolition. What do you think, kids? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh boy! When kids like, ah, wouldn't somebody notice people walking through the building with wires? And how is it that they were able to get the Bin Laden family out of the country so fast? That's just kind of curious, isn't it? Oh Welcome my goodness! To Dad's conspiracy review. Yeah, okay. just <laughs> next week's guest star is going to be Jesse the Mind Vendora. I'm just asking questions. Let me just tell you asking- something. For me, the ugly was that there was no there was no black site. You know when I could. <laughs> it was a false flag operation. That's my ugly. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, so today we are going to review um, South Park and the Stick of uh, Truth. Right? I keep saying the Stick of Wisdom for some no, reason. No, it's the Stick of Truth. Yeah. Um, yes, so. South Park, The Stick of Truth, is a 2014 role-playing video game developed by Obsidian Entertainment in collaboration with South Park Digital Studios and published by Ubisoft. 
It's available on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, and Microsoft Windows. Blah, 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 blah. So, this is an RPG. We all know how we feel about RPGs, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Um, it was offered as a. It was offered up as a sacrifice, because it was a gift for Father's Day. Is that correct? Yeah. So someone gave this to me, and I was like, "Well, I got it for free. I've heard some things about it. Let me play it." Right. And um, and when I was playing it, I was like, "Okay, I think Paul will like this because, as far as RPGs go that we've played before, I'd say its closest resemblance is to Shadows Over Loathing." Remember that? Oh, game? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's a role-playing game that doesn't take itself so seriously. Right. I think it's definitely a hallmark of this game. Right. Now, is Disco Elysium, would that be considered an RPG? I think so. Um, or It's more or, like a choose-your-own-adventure. Or, a, yeah, an adventure game. Like, the way it would be defined in the 1980s. Because, like, like Infocom would have made Disco Elysium in, like, 1982. You know, mm. right after Zork. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, they're like, oh, well, let's do this one next. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's... I, I I wouldn't imagine them doing a million words like the other... Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like Disco Elysium has uh, uh, written out. Uh, but that's the thing, is that I, I never know how to describe Disco Elysium to people when I say it. And I'm like, it's like a RPG-type thing but with it's cops. got rpg elements it uses <laughs> dice basically it has yeah, stats. yeah you're you're basically building a class um right depending on what 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 strengths you want to level up so it's it's got rpg elements right right but so does so does stick of truth yeah and uh but i i think when the game is good it doesn't feel like it's 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 sort of bound right by yeah the yeah genre. And I think that's that's where Stick of Truth really shines. I thoroughly enjoyed this game. Now, I used to watch South Park, and I don't know why I stopped, but I just did for a while. And then I just recently started watching it again. Uh, and so much has happened mm-hmm. in the time that uh, in the time that has <laughs> passed in that apparently. Uh, What's his name? The father? Mars. Oh, Randy. <laughs> Randy, Randy Mars. Mars. Apparently he owns a, a pot field farm called Tegrity. <laughs> Often when he's high, he talks to a towel that oh, he fights gosh. with sometimes. <laughs> Why am I listening to you? You're just a towel. You're a towel. You know? <laughs> just... I, I, I haven't watched this show in a while, um, but, but I remember when they were promoting this game because they, they did kind of like a cross promotion of this game with the show. Okay. Where they had a similar kind of Lord of the Rings style adventure where they were all dressed up in like medieval outfits. And oh, stuff. okay. And, and then kind of at the end of the, at, of the storyline, they sort of pitched or, you know, plugged the game um, right, because it's right. similar in structure. I can't, I ref, I mean, this game just, first of all, it looks just like the cartoon, just like the yes. show rather. Yeah. Amazingly so. You know, from the up, you know, from the no feet moving thing with the mm-hmm. up and down, how they move across to the yeah. the comedy. I don't know about you, John, but I refuse to believe that Trey Parker and what's his name? Stone. Mad Stone, Matt Stone yeah. are. If this is. If they write 
honestly, if they write everything from, let's talk about everything, from the Book of Mormon, hilarious, to South Park episodes, these two have to be comedy gods. I can't believe that two people are this funny on well, a mean, weekly they, they basis. Have, they, they have they have like a larger support team. Obviously. I would imagine, right? Yeah, um, but they, they've been able to consistently push out a lot of content, usually on extremely short notice. That's kind of one of the conceits of the show. Yeah, they it's, did a they documentary on it called Eight Days yeah. or Nine Days or something. Right. and Which is um, mind-boggling. Yeah, it's it, it, I mean, it, it it makes sense kind of like in the very rapid culture, like the meme culture that we live in now. So yeah. it, it doesn't seem that out of place these days. It does look exactly like the show. And, and 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 and, you know, they were very heavily involved in it. Yeah. Where, you know, the, all the voice, everything is is voice acted. There's no there's no. And uh, um, the comedy and really the even the kind of the structure of the game goes right. from like oh these are just kind of kids having fun to where it gets like dark oh and yeah then it gets absurd the- and it just it's like this goes all the way to the White House and like things like that they did this episode they did this series I would say during the episodes that kind of caught me off guard where they had uh, awoken a beast um, from the depths of hell and. Everybody was a superhero. Like, you know, even Kenny. He was like a Batman-type character, and he actually right. talked. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I know what you did. You know, like, just everything was... <laughs> it went on for what felt like weeks. I mean, I, I, mean, I yeah. was watching, binge-watching them, but um, that was a great thing. But, yeah, back to the game. This game is amazing. I have to admit, for an RPG, I totally am sucked in. If every RPG was made in similar fashion, I would totally be on board with RPGs. I mean, this is just, I don't know. This is just amazing to me, the game. The fact that like they partnered with Obsidian Entertainment, of all people, right. is also like a huge pedigree. They're, they're most famous for Fallout New Vegas, right, which right. is an excellent Fallout game. Really, really fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so it yeah, I mean, it looks like the show. It's honestly like in our day where everything is streamed and no one gets a DVD box set anymore. Right, right. The game kind of functions in that way of like, here's like the greatest hits. Right. You know, from all the different plot lines from from the show over the years. And I mean, like. The stuff like uh, there's like an early part where you you have to do stuff with Tweak, who's the coffee guy. Right, right, and, right. Uh, I, that was an early episode where the where the dad's like, yeah, you know, we're just you know making things a little bit slower here. You know, we, <laughs> the old country goodness and each yeah, game yeah. is you know you know immaculately rendered and prepared, just just the way it should be. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that bit. <laughs> it was it it's it's hilarious. I mean, I'd like to say that I mean the game holds up with its. Um, with the humor of it all, and just everything. Everything is hilarious in this game. I mean, from the, you know, like, I think, what did I text you? Um, I forgot, what did I text you? The first thing I texted John was, uh, please tell me you selected Jew. Now, <laughs> there was... <laughs> there... So yeah, no. So anyway, I really enjoyed the game. I don't know if you've seen Randy's. Uh, speaking of the Tegrity Farms one, I had to bring this up. I know it's not part of the game, but he goes to a Burger King with towel. Okay. <laughs> and he gets the Impossible Burger, 
And he, mm-hmm. he's talking to the guy at the counter. He's like, what's an Impossible Burger? And he goes, oh, it's our meatless option. Da, 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 da. And Randy goes, all right, let me try it. And he takes a bite and he goes, wow, this tastes like shit. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, hold on a second. Let me take another bite. And he's like, he's like, holy crap, this, that was even worse. This is absolute garbage. <laughs> and then he goes, people buy this? <laughs> and the guy behind the counter is like, it's our best-selling sandwich since the Whopper. He's like, oh, I wow. can't believe it. He's oh. like, what is this made out of? And then he tells him it's plant-based. And he's like, plant-based, huh? You know, he has like a Homer moment. And he, yeah. And he then he feeds it to his friend. And his friend is the same way. He's like, oh, this tastes like shit. Randy Mars is like, give it a minute. Uh. <laughs> anyway. Um, That's funny. I just wish yep. I saw more of the parents. Uh, Randy, so Randy plays a big part, um, later in the game. Oh, okay. Um, so you can, you can go visit Stan's house and Randy's just like, you know, he's like sitting and watching TV in his underwear. He's like, oh, hey, come on in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just look around <laughs> if you need to. I mean, uh, Stan's not here right now, but, uh. and, Right. Um, so, um, later, um, it, there's a point in the game where it's like you're playing with all the friends and you you get the stick of truth back because it gets stolen at the beginning right and then um you uh you you go to bed and then you you wake up and you're abducted by those little alien visitors like little little, they're little gray aliens from the show okay and like everybody like is on like their spaceship and 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 randy's there and he's like oh first time huh yeah you know (laughs) It's uh, just what happens when you live in a small mountain town. But hey, at least no traffic, right? You gotta, you you gotta tell me though. Uh, in the, f- Mr. Mackey has to be on there, okay? Yeah, uh, Mr. Mackey is kind of like a boss at one point. Oh, have- really? <laughs> You don't fight him directly, but you fight like the um. Uh, you have to go into the school and you have to fight the hall monitors. Um, because it's... you need to recruit, um, like one of the kids, it's like, we're going to need a thief and it can only be Clyde right. or something. And it's like, and it's like, Oh Claude, you're not, you're not gonna, you're, you're not getting out of detention. Okay. You know, yeah. there's a whole thing. And, uh, and even that they make fun of like role-playing games and stuff. It's like, well, he's going to have to get the gold key to get in here, but he can't do that unless he gets the silver key from the, from the teacher's lounge. Right. He can't get the silver key without getting the bronze key, but that's only in my office. So. Right, right. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. So there is, there's some Mr. Mackey content. Right. And, uh, and I just, I just, you know, the thing is I, I'm always obsessed by like things that really make me laugh. I'm always obsessed with like the history of things. I know Mr. Mackey has to be a teacher of theirs, like either yeah. Trey Parker or Matt Stones, like just the way he presents himself and the other teacher, the one who always discusses his relationship. His, oh yeah. Uh, Mr. Garrison. Yeah. His homosexual. He's like, now I know you've heard some things and they were all not true. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the, I don't. I haven't seen Garrison in the game yet, but I'm sure oh, okay. he comes up. Um, but uh, what, what's actually interesting about this, um, compared to a lot of other role playing games, right, is after you get through like the main sort of introduction of the combat system and stuff, right, they let you explore the whole town. You can just go almost anywhere very wow. early on in the game. That's crazy. They did that. With the PlayStation 2, when The Simpsons had their game out? Yeah. And yeah. you could go to every part of Springfield. The Burning Tire, mm-hmm. lot, just everything that was within 
<laughs> Springfield. And, and, and it makes sense because, like, honestly, the real value add for a game like this is it's like, hey, here's a whole bunch of stuff that's familiar from the show. Right. You get to, you get to basically play with it and run around in the sandbox as much as you want. And then if you want to do the quests and get on with the story, you can whenever you want. It's great. It is great. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't think I was going to, to be honest with you, because it's RPG. And RPGs suck, as we all know. And um, yeah. I just I just was not, you know, the only reason I was going into this with some glimmer of hope was that it was South Park, because I knew their humor. And I was like, I wonder if they conveyed this into video games. And they did not disappoint. Uh <laughs> Yeah, the, the last um, game like this that I was really excited about was, are you familiar with the, the comic strip Penny Arcade? Vaguely. Yeah, they, they, they're, they've they been around for like 20 plus years. And, oh, okay. Um, and they, uh, they've been It sounds been like doing something work. like uh, Gasoline Alley, like something that's been around yeah. since the 20s, you know? <laughs> well, it, it's been around since at least like the late 90s. Oh, and okay. They, um, it's a webcomic about video games. And at some point, they made their own version, like their own role-playing game based right. on like their IP. But one of the things they did was they did not have any voice actors doing the characters because people had already internalized what those characters' voices were like oh. just reading the strip. Yeah, yeah. And and it, it turned out to be a less engaging game as a result. Hmm. And you know, I would have been fine if they had just made a choice, but they ended up kind of making no choice, and it and it was like. It was less entertaining. Yeah. So, like with this, it's like, hey, you, you, everything from the show that you like is here. So it's, it's, it's. If you like the show, then you will like the elements that are in this game. So. I wonder what it is that makes people go, "This is going to be an RPG," or "This is not." Do you think it's the content? I think it's the. All of these genres have kind of bled away. I feel right. like we talk about this a lot, like with the theory of it. And in a role-playing game of like the 1980s or 1990s, was was something that was unre- that didn't rely on graphics and relied more on the storytelling and like the statistics of the combat to really engage players. Right. Because these were trade-offs you had to make when you made a game that had limited RAM and limited graphic capability. Yeah. And we now live in a time where those genres all get blended because it's like, why not just make something that's like high fidelity and an RPG? Right. Right. I mean, I wouldn't call it high fidelity, but you know, (laughs) well, I mean, (laughs) you say high fidelity, I think, uh, Elden ring or like, uh, you know, I don't, unless you mean the other, what I mean is like it, 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 it is a virtual mirror of the show of the of the thing that it's based on. Right. So and and you've got all voice acting in there, which they could have skimped on and they didn't. No. Yeah, they and, totally. Uh, went and I think through. if they had and it was just text based, for example, then I, I don't think we would be as glowing of like in our review of this. Like, I mean, they, they made it like a Nintendo 64 game that we talked about this like right. South rally or whatever. And no one cared about it because yeah. it wasn't really like the show. It was um, it was interesting that in this game that not only did it keep my attention, it was interesting that they kept everything the same. I mean, they even down to the naked lady doing exercises. <laughs> um, so, in case you're wondering, kids, this game is rated, I think, M for mature. Um, yes, it's it's this is definitely a grown up game. 
um, not kid-friendly at all. You want to have your headphones on if you're playing this. Right. I mean, Steam gave it a 10 out of 10, and IGN a 9 out of 10, as well as uh, GameStop. Uh, gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Um, so the game but, definitely is entertaining, and it's amazing, yeah. and it keeps your attention. Like, I found myself going back to it, so that says a lot, you know, for an RPG, at least in my mind. But we've heard what all the other people say, but what do we say? Like, how do we review it? What are, I don't know, three elements that we can use to break this <laughs> down into into different things of, based on its merit? I think that's called the good, the bad, and the ugly, John. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is the part of the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of the game South Park Stick of Truth. I'm going to go by the good... Okay. Hold on. Before we get started, Paul is just like sweating immensely. Like he's like in a sweat lodge right now. Like he, I've watched him lose six pounds just in in like liquid. I have and no. I you know what it, I know what it is. See, I enjoy hot peppers, and I went to In and Out last night, and I just loaded my hamburger with hot peppers with those chili peppers that they all because they're free. You just oh, pop them in. It was so amazing. It tastes so good. And I think it just, because I was sweating all night, too. Because uh, just for lunch, before we logged on, I had some chicken and jalapenos. So I think that's pretty much <laughs> where the sweat's coming from. I'm hopefully, either that or I'm having a stroke. So uh, I'm going to bank on the peppers for now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your face still looks symmetrical. So oh, okay, good. So we have good, any, good. any alarms there. The Bell's palsy hasn't kicked in yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of something that isn't bad, like yeah, Paul's the policy, good, the good why don't you of this tell game us about something that's good, Paul, is that it's replayable. I mean, I yeah. I could see myself keep going and going, and then like Roller Coaster Tycoon, just keep coming back to it over and over again. Like it's just so entertaining, and the jokes aren't the same. Uh, even if you go back, you know, the fights are a little difficult. I thought, you know, I have to admit that right off the bat when I saw the game and how it was progressing and then it uh, had level two syndrome where it was loading up all the information on one Mm -hmm. screen, like all at once. And I thought I was like, oh, crap, this -hmm. is where the game starts to suck. You know, I was like, I knew I would be, I knew curses. (laughs) I knew I was being swamboozled, but it actually made a lot of sense once it all filled in and it, it walked you through what each section was. And I was like, okay, so they dumbed it down. So that's good. Um, but yeah, the good overall is the to me is the replayability, to be honest with you. I, I find myself keep going back to this game, not just because we reviewed it, but because, you know, times I find myself on the phone, I want to play this game. So yeah, that's my it, good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's 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 a, almost a, a perfect rendition of what the show is like. So if you like the show, you'll like this. Right. And um, I actually was pleasantly surprised by the level of depth in the combat and equipment and magic systems in this game. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a serious role-playing game. Like, like um, I think I've talked about Lunar, the Silver Star before. It's a PlayStation or as a Sega CD role-playing game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they called it like the um, they they called it like a it was like a like an early kind of 
lighthearted comedic role-playing game. Right, and right, a right. lot of that was basically because when the Americans translated the game, they just added a whole bunch of jokes to it from like the Japanese version. <laughs> so it became a lot more light just in translation. And uh, that had a really fun combat system too, where it's like you have to kind of, it's kind of like rock, paper, scissors, where you have to sort of figure out, okay, I have to use this move against this guy. Right. And at first I was getting nervous. I'm like, oh no, this is way too complicated. But right. <laughs> they they do take your time with it. There's like this bit where you learn um, special abilities that you can you can make. Like they, there's a lot of Skyrim jokes in this, um, and uh, and so it's like, all right, no, no, just try it again. You just hold down the here. I'll show you how to do it again. Right. Just hold down the stick <laughs> and then now push it up. Yeah, there right, you right. go. <laughs> so it's, uh, I um, do you have any beds for this? Uh, you know, I I. I think um, if I had not played this game as much as I did, I probably would have ragged on the combat system more. Um, there, there is a tendency. I, I, I do have a bad. It's it's the interface um, that is used for tracking quests. Oh, so sort of the interface is based on like like you're all like on Facebook or you're on right. social media. So it's like a feed, and so getting to like where you need to go for quests is kind of tricky um you can't fast travel from any location you have to fast travel from a fast travel spot to another fast travel yeah spot. yeah that was that was a little i'll have to list that as my bed as well yeah so there's like i think feel like there's like little interface things that are a little bit tedious right and um they're not game breaking but they are they're, they're annoying they're right. bad <laughs> yeah no i mean they, like i said they're not yeah, it's not going to make me not play the game again, but it is annoying to the point where it's like, I don't know. It just kind of was like, oh, okay, so I have to fast travel. And I, re I noticed that when I walk past fast travel spots, uh, who hilariously is by Timmy, the kid in the wheelchair, uh, <laughs> I would expect nothing less crassless than their humor. Um, but I noticed that when I walk past these fast track spots, a horn would go off like a... Like a mm -hmm. like an old horn, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay." So you, it's like Harry Potter did the same thing. You can't travel to a fast track spot unless you've passed it by foot mm -hmm. or a broom or whatever you do there, yeah, which I yeah, found yeah. annoying. I mean, I don't know. It just seemed like, why can't I just go here? You know, <laughs> that's that's pretty standard, Paul. I mean, like pretty much any, any game that has that, where it's like you can get to, it, it, you can only fast travel there once you've gotten to that point, right? So like Genshin Impact does it, Skyrim does it, yeah. Stick of Truth does it. You know the trifecta. Yeah, yeah. Of, of RPG games. I don't have any uglies really for this game, believe it or not. Uh, I, I am. I've been kind of scraping the barrel too in terms of uglies. Um, I think sometimes it's not always clear what the next thing to do is. Right. And uh, and and the game does this thing where it, a lot of RPGs fall into this trap where it just overloads you with quests. Yeah, yeah. And and it's also it's not like you have a quest you can just finish it right then and there. Right. There's there's components like you can explore all the town, but there's only pieces of of the town you can access until like after the alien abduction. You get you get a probe. That allows you to <laughs> teleport. I'm, okay. I'm not going to put too much of a fine point on this, but um, oh, you you're able to basically like send a like a, a signal to other things, and it's like a grappling hook, basically. Right, right. And um, so 
you know, there it's it's a little bit like you can you get you can congested where it's like there's eight different quests. It's like, do I help Al Gore right now or do I go <laughs> and uh, you know do these other missions? You know, am I high enough level for it? Yeah. But I mean, th- this is it's it's small potatoes. Yeah, yeah. I to, didn't find yeah. any ugly. Plus, I I didn't really like. I enjoyed the humor so much that I I felt like bad looking for ugly things to talk about because it wasn't. There was no real ugly. I mean, maybe if you played it on a different system, maybe if I played it on the PlayStation Four, maybe I'd have an ugly about the Switch or the screen, whatever. But I couldn't find anything to be honest with you. So, so I, I played this almost exclusively on the Steam Deck, okay. and it was it was perfect because it's kind of like the same environment you'd be like if you're in bed, you're watching a TV show, and you're right. going to sleep. So, um, it worked great on the Steam Deck. I mean, it's obviously it's not a new game, but it it, it plays really nicely on there. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I played a little bit on my PC. It's also fine in that format. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, if you're not a fan of South Park, the humor is not your thing, whatever. This isn't yeah, going to be your game. I know. But but if you are a fan of the series or if you've ever enjoyed it at some point in your life, it's going to bring back all of those nice member berries right. of the uh, <laughs> It is. The it's fun, it's the the, you know, if it's not, that's one thing, if it's not your humor. I mean, I think I've said this before where I've taken my mom to see the Book of Mormon. Right. And she was like, I'm out. Yeah. She was just like, ah, this is not funny. Can we go? No, no, we're staying here. These tickets were two fifty each. We are sitting yeah. right here. Mm-hmm. You want to go in the lobby? I'm fine with that. But <laughs> anyway, let's talk about some news. Let's do it. And now it's time for gaming news. Do you want to go first, or am I going to rant first? I'm going to rant first. Okay. Um, because you've given me the opportunity to rant first. Um, so. Are you familiar with a free-to-play shooter named um, The Cycle Frontier? Vaguely, but yes, yeah. Yeah, so uh, this is going down, according to Kotaku. This was published a couple of days ago. Um, and uh, Going down as in? It's, it's being, it's, it's, it, you're not going to be able to play it anymore. Wow. And the people made an announcement. They said, like, it's no longer financially viable. And, uh <laughs> And they also, um, and one of the things that they blamed, which was interesting to me, was um, was cheaters. So hmm. it's a it's a PvP game. It's got a lot of player versus player elements. Yeah. And essentially, the hacking or, or the cheating was so out of control that it was churning out players who just wanted to enjoy the game. Oh, I see. And you know, speaking as someone who's played games where like there's like rampant hacking, right? There is there is such a phenomenal chilling effect. Hmm. Uh, especially in a game where it's free to play and you have to like buy skins and all that. It's like, right. I'm not investing any money in a game that's not invested in me. Right. You know? Right. That's, you know, th- I think that's a Dolly Parton song. Um, it sounds like it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that what it is, is, is that I, I wish that, I wish that Activision would come up with this policy for Call of Duty because, <laughs> I they because they don't really restrict anybody. They they let the kid from the eight year old from Germany sit on a roof and just snipe people, you know. Like it's not cheating, no, but it does take the fun away from the game. And they just that's have a, a I mean, that's that's a game balance issue, which is I mean it's also a problem. That's something that developer needs to be aware of, right? Yeah, uh, but I don't know. I'm just not a fan. Yeah, cheaters are always there. It's like. Yeah when they were complaining how 
the Astros um, cheated to win the World Series over the Yankees or whatever it was. I think it was the playoffs. But, you know, they um, what were they doing? They were banging a, a trash can in the outfield based on the pitch that oh, was going to be thrown. Yeah. Um, and then it was discovered that there was like a pulsing thing on a wire that would go, that was under the jersey that would pulse mm-hmm. as to what kind of pitch was coming. Wow. And everybody was like, oh, that's cheating. And then pe- other people were like, that's what you do in baseball. You steal signs. But the argument is, is that, yeah, people have been stealing signs in baseball. But you know what? They never did it in real time. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of the, when cheaters are abound, it takes the element of the game. And it takes it to a level that's like, well, this is no fun. Yeah. This is no fun anymore. You know? Um. Yeah. Speaking of no fun and churn. So I did a little bit of research okay. because I was like, I'm like, how, like, how, what is the lifespan of a free to play game? Like how long do these things last? I don't know. Look at angry birds. <laughs> and you can have a free to play game that can last like up to 12 years, depending on how it's, wow. it's built. But a lot of them just have maybe like a one year life cycle where people are, are in and they churn out. Yeah. And yeah. My, um, my other related news item, Paul oh. is, um, as long as I've been doing this show with you, I've been playing this mobile game called Disney Emoji Blitz. Okay. Which is like, it's a bejeweled game, but all the, the jewels are all like different different Disney characters. Go on. And uh, so <laughs> I mentioned last week I was sick. So like while I was sick, I was like, you know, I wasn't logging in every day anymore to like right. get the daily bonus. And it's like, if you don't log in every day, you're not going to get the special you know, two week bonus. And that's why I shut off. That's why I shut off notifications. (laughs) Yeah. So like just being sick and not like being in the mood was was the perfect thing for me to be able to reevaluate and say, right, why am I doing this? And so I uninstalled the game. You know, I was playing it for like, you know, a little bit two two plus years. And and I I just unfollowed all of all of them on social media because they're like, oh, we're coming out with Golden Girls characters. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, I'm like, don't don't you dare tempt me. Stop. Even this. Blanche. Yeah, all of them. You can get Blanche. You can get <laughs> even Blanche. And they and they they were like, oh, you can get the new version of Indiana Jones where he's old from <laughs> from the new movie that's coming out. And so I was like, well, I'm I'm unfollowing all of this, and I was just thinking about like. Like the level of like of cut offedness that you yeah. have to be from because these games are designed to be sticky. But um, I'm glad to be free of it. I'm, I've been like two weeks clean from emoji Blitz. <laughs> I had the same problem with gardenscapes or uh, or housecapes or something. Oh, the guy with like the mustache. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it's he... so cold. I need to make the fireplace go. <laughs> you would just you'd have to like do all these gems, and then you got to repair a part of the house. I don't know why I was so enthralled by this game but i just was and i just after a while i just cut it out i couldn't do it anymore i couldn't do it i was just so done it was just like eh, you know like it just it, it became so incredibly hard i just could not continue anymore but the only thing i wanted to talk about in the news was nintendo complaining all week about how they're going to move their fans over to this new console that we haven't announced yet um they just they keep going like yeah well this past week it's been like this they've been like yeah how are we gonna move people i don't know i don't know nobody cares just come out with the thing that you're gonna come out with and stop playing this head trippy game that distracts us probably from the price i'm assuming or something else 
right? I don't know. That's all. You all disgust me. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, it, it looks like they're just trying to figure out how to model a sequel to the Switch. Um, whether I think that's the Switch sw- is amazing. I mean, I don't, the Switch is great. It's, I don't it's a think fantastic that they product. need to do anything different. I mean, maybe they can make this console like it's not made for tiny Japanese hands. You know, so you don't feel like a ten-year-old when you play it. But that's my only gripe. I think. I mean, <laughs> it, it'll be interesting to see what what Nintendo does. I think one of the values of like the early PlayStation years, especially the PlayStation Two was the complete 100% backwards compatibility. Right. And so it was like, hey, here's the system that you love. Now here's the PlayStation 2. It plays DVDs and all of your old PS1 games. So you right. can just keep on going. Right. And, I mean, I can imagine, like, the Switch 2 being something like that, where it's, like, 100% backwards compatible with all the stuff you have. Plus, nah. you know, you are you can now play these games that are at a much higher fidelity, that are 4K, 60 right, frames per right, second, right. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you're essentially... You know, it's kind of like what the Steam Deck will 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 become too. Whenever they yeah. come out with a new version of that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Steam too. Anyway, you want to talk? Yeah. You want to tell everybody what we're uh, playing next week? I would. I forgot the name of it though. Oh. It was it's Ghost game. Detective. <laughs> Say it again for the crowd. Uh, for the people in the back, it's um, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. So apparently this is a game that uh, a lot of people have been looking forward to. Personally, I have never heard of it. It's a mm-hmm. it's an all DS all time returner. <laughs> yeah. People have it's, somehow it's come back for some reason. I don't know where it's came back from. I never heard of it, but that doesn't mean anything. You know, not my fingers not on any pulse of any system, so I don't want to make it like I never heard of it. So that yeah. should be definitive. <laughs> what's interesting about the way they they've like spun this in the reviews is it's one of those kind of games where it's like if you kind of come in cold you enjoy it more um i feel like that like the movie district nine was like that for me like i knew nothing about that movie going into it and right. i enjoyed myself tremendously yeah 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 and uh so i'm i don't know something about it just tripped something in my brain and i said all right paul we're doing it right we're doing this yeah so all right well, so we'll dive into that next week. That's all we got, kids, for this week. Oh, as always, you could shout at us on Twitter because that's the only thing I have for this podcast. It's at uh, Dad's Game Review. And do you want to tell people where they can reach you, John? I'm on Twitter still as well, for better or for worse. John Everson T20. <laughs> um, I'm not on. I'm not on Elephant yet, or Mammoth, or Tidal, or I don't know what other things are out there i've never heard of any of them <laughs> well title is the is the music channel but i think there's like a new one that's like mammoth or like oh god some kind of large like fluffy animal i'm you so know? Dumb. like it's I'm like so... welcome to great dane great uh... dane new social media platform that's gonna take the world by storm right right it's it's uh it's like the the browser company arc yes <laughs> nobody asked you this you know nobody really Thinks that there needs to be another browser outside the Chrome. Honestly, when you said Arc, I was thinking of the I sort glass guy. Oh, <laughs> because that was also called Arc, the associated oh, of um, something something that I can't say anymore. Right. But uh, yeah. All right. I sort glass. It's what I do. <laughs> and now I'm getting really good at it. 
All right. Well, I'll talk to you next week, John. All right. Yes. Don't forget to flame me on Twitter with that uh, reference. Okay. So. Sounds right. good. Take care, everybody. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.